Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, let's get this show started. It's the Wednesday show of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and it is the first episode of December 2021. I hope that everybody's having a great week. It's SEC Championship Week. It's also Championship Wednesday for your Central Red Devils out of Phoenix City. I will talk about that game. We've got a lot to cover on this show, including... The two best teams playing each other in the NBA last night. We had a major upset in college basketball and the new top 25 college football rankings were released last night. And I will get into some of the scenarios of what could or could not happen based on who wins this weekend. And I'm going to start the show with that because the college football rankings were out. No surprise, Georgia is number one, Michigan is number two, Alabama number three, and Cincinnati number four. Oklahoma State is number five, and Notre Dame is number six. So if all plays well, like let's say all the favorites win this weekend. Let's say Georgia beats Alabama, Michigan beats Iowa, Cincinnati beats Houston, Oklahoma State beats Baylor. The college football semifinal in the Orange Bowl. Now, this is a projection according to 247sports.com. This is a projection. Georgia would play Oklahoma State in the Orange Bowl. Michigan would play Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. Here's a crazy scenario for you. I I love these crazy scenarios because we do have a possibility that we could have college football chaos this weekend. Let's say Alabama beats Georgia. And let's say Iowa beats Michigan. Let's say Houston beats Cincinnati. Say Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Is that crazy enough for you? So let's say those scenarios happen. Alabama would be number one. Who would go to number two? Georgia would be number two? More than likely. Alabama would be number one. Georgia would be number two. Who's left standing? You got a one-loss Cincinnati. You got a two-loss Michigan. You have a two-loss Oklahoma State. You got Notre Dame sitting there with one loss, even though they don't have a coach. And the committee does factor that in as well because Brian Kelly is now at LSU. Notre Dame would be number three. Who would get number four? Because Ohio State is in the rankings at number seven, and they are the best two-loss team. Does Ohio State get back in to the playoff consideration? That is just crazy if everybody loses. Now, the reality is, and I'm going to talk about this game because it's been on my mind all week, and that's why I'm doing five days a week this week, because this Georgia-Alabama game is very important. It's important for both schools. The legacies are on the line. Georgia is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia actually has some breathing room. If they lose this game, they're not out of it. A likely scenario could be Alabama beats Georgia. And Alabama would play Cincinnati in the Orange Bowl. Georgia would play Michigan in the Cotton Bowl. If Alabama wants to win the national championship, they're going to have to beat Georgia twice. And one of the things that I really 
wanted to talk about was can Georgia's offense consistently move the ball in Alabama? Let's say Bryce Young's playing the game of his life. You know that Alabama's not going to have a running game. Bryce Young is throwing darts to John Minchie and Jamison Williams. And Bryce Young is just having a field day lighting it up in the passing. First of all, if that happens, he's automatically going to win the Heisman. But if Alabama could beat Georgia without a running game, because we don't think that Brian Robinson is going to play. And so that leaves Alabama with one running back left. I actually think that Alabama does have a shot to beat Georgia, but it's going to have to be Alabama's defense completely shuts down Stetson Bennett. He can't do anything. Bryce Young makes electrifying plays with his legs and makes the big play with touchdown passes to Jameson Williams and John Minchie. I still think it's going to be a close game if that happens. There's another scenario where Georgia's just playing better than Alabama and they completely shut them down. Like they do when they play Alabama the last three times. Looking at the stats, I was re-watching the 2018 SEC Championship game. Georgia completely dominated the game in the first half of that game. In fact, they were getting ready to take a possible 35-14 to lead, if not anything, a 31-14 lead if Rodrigo Blankship doesn't miss a chip shot field goal. The difference between that Alabama team coming back on Georgia and this team this year, Alabama had three NFL running backs on that roster. You had Damian Harris, you had Najee Harris, and you had Josh Jacobs. And what did they do great when they were coming back in that game? They were running the football. I don't think Alabama can do that this year. I think Bryce Young is going to have to carry the offense. I also think that some of the factors could be the psychological advantage of Nick Saban over Kirby Smart. But the demons of a Nick Saban assistant beating him has been gone away because Jimbo Fisher did it this year. And the Georgia sports curse has been removed because the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. So those psychological pressures are off Georgia. Now Georgia has to go out and win the game. They know they have to slay the dragon. If they want to win their first national title since 1980, they're going to have to beat Alabama. Beat them now, get them out of the playoff consideration, and go play Cincinnati or Oklahoma State or whoever. More than likely, it's going to be Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State loses, they'll probably play Notre Dame without a coach. That's going to be a huge advantage for Georgia. Clearly, Georgia is the number one overall team. But there is room for an upset, and the reason why the line is 6.5 is because it's Bama. It's Nick Saban, and they do have a very good quarterback in Bryce Young. I am just excited that it is the first day of December. You yeah, got the holiday season going on, and finally put up my Christmas tree last night. So I am ready for this holiday season and all the Christmas parties and the festivities and Debating with my friends whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But let's get right into the NBA. Last night, we had the two best teams going at it, the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. That game was late on TNT. I watched a little bit of it, and then I fell asleep. And the Phoenix Suns now are the best team in the NBA after beating the Warriors 104-96. to But hold on, folks. These two teams are going to play again in San Francisco Friday night. Now, Phoenix has just the ultimate closer, Chris Paul. He was lights out in that fourth quarter. He shut down Steph Curry. Curry could not do anything offensively. He was 421 with 12 points. 
The Golden State Warriors had to rely on their superstar sensation, Jordan Poole. One thing about this Warriors team, I've bragged about them all year. They're 18-3. and They're doing it without Klay Thompson. They're doing it without James Wiseman. Andrew Wiggins was banged up a little bit in this game. He only had 10 points. But the Phoenix Suns, this is incredible. The team that reached the NBA Finals last year, and they had a 2-0 lead on the Milwaukee Bucks. They win 17 straight games, and they have a combination of young players like DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges, and they have a combination of a veteran like Chris Paul or Trey Crowder, both very savvy, skilled veterans. And then they have a player who is in his prime that could be possibly the best player in the NBA is Devin Booker. Devin Booker one time scored 80 points. And so Devin Booker is just amazing. And so the Phoenix Suns have have it all. I'm not saying they're going to win the NBA championship, but don't be surprised if the Western Conference Finals are between the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Well, you got to say, what does that leave the Los Angeles Lakers? The Lakers had to scrap and claw back into a victory over the lowly Sacramento Kings last night. They were playing without LeBron. They brought Russell Westbrook in for this reason, to be a minutes eater, because LeBron is going to take time off. Is this team going to be fully healthy when it comes time to the playoffs? It might even be too little too late. If you have the Lakers as a 9 seed or a 10 seed getting in as the play-in game, that is going to be taxing. And if they have to face the Warriors or the Phoenix Suns in the first round, they don't have a shot. Because right now, the Suns and the Warriors are better than the Lakers, even at full strength with LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. you got Malik Monk off the bench. I know he's doing pretty well this year. But all those pieces they brought over, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, this is an antique show. This is a bunch of old guys that think that they can get put together and win a championship, and that's not how championship basketball is played. Earlier in the night, you had the Battle of New York, the Brooklyn Nets beating the New York Knicks 112-110. to And I think that the Brooklyn Nets... Right now, you know, led by James Harden with 34 points. Alec Burks, implemented into the starting lineup for the Knicks, has 25 points in the game. And right now, the Brooklyn Nets are the clear-cut favorites to win the Eastern Conference and reach the NBA Finals. If everybody is healthy, and if they get Kyrie Irving back, the Brooklyn Nets could win the NBA title. And I think that they would be the odds-on favorites. The NBA is fun. We got some matchups tonight. The Atlanta Hawks. We'll take on the Indiana Pacers. The Hawks are trying to bounce back from that loss to the Knicks. Uh, The Pacers actually look pretty good. They have a talented rookie, Chris Duarte, who could be in consideration for NBA Rookie of the Year. But Indiana's record just doesn't show it. And we'll see how that goes. We had a major upset in college basketball last night as the Ohio State takes down the number one team in the country, the Duke Blue Devils, 71-66. to Locally here in Georgia, we have a matchup tonight at the Stegman Coliseum in Athens, Georgia, as number 18-ranked Memphis will take on the Georgia Bulldogs, who are reeling as of late 2-5 and five on the season. And we got the Big Ten ACC Challenge as number 23 Wisconsin will take on Georgia Tech, who is 5-1 on the season. They have won five straight. 
Also, we have Auburn taking on Central Florida. Auburn is 5-1. and one. They look pretty good. They're ranked 21st. They did lose that double overtime game to UConn. But Auburn is very strong, led by head coach Bruce Pearl, trying to get the Auburn Tigers back to the Final Four. Remember, they went to the Final Four in 2019, and they almost beat the eventual champions, Virginia. Auburn looks strong. It's really great when you have Auburn doing well in basketball, and you also have Alabama doing well in basketball. One of the bucket lists, I know it's crazy, because I live about 45 minutes from Auburn. I want to see an Auburn-Alabama basketball game. That That's something that I would love to see, and it would be kind of a mini Iron Bowl. But both teams doing great. That would be amazing to see in college basketball. And, of course, every time Kentucky plays Auburn at Bernard Eves Coliseum, that is always a very high-priced ticket to go to. All right, before I get into this championship game tonight, which this is a big deal in Phoenix City, we do have high school basketball as Russell County High will take on Beauregard. Russell County did get a victory over Barber County last night in Clayton, Alabama, and Russell County is now 3-2 and two on the season. So good luck to the Russell County Warriors, who will take on Central in basketball this Saturday. So the Central Red Devils, who had a 13-0 season, they were not tested all year. They will take on Thompson, the two-time state champions for 7A in the state of Alabama. Thompson, 12-1 on the season. The Thompson Warriors were the number one team all year until they were upset by Hoover, 24-21. to Looking at these scores, they were just steamrolling everybody, including the number two team in the country, Hewitt Trustville, 42-9. Their path to Birmingham was very easy. Beating teams like Oak Mountain, Hoover, they beat Florence. So they had a rematch against Hoover, the team they lost to, 24-21, and they were able to beat them in the the semifinals 35 to 10. So this is going to be the third time in 4 years that these two teams have met. Central won the state title in 2018 and Thompson beat Central in 2019. Thompson beat Auburn in the state title in 2020. So Thompson is trying to threepeat as the 7A state champions. Central 13 and 0 on the season. They were really if you want to count Auburn, they really weren't tested at all this year. Led by head coach Patrick Nix, he's got a great record. He's got a track record of winning state titles at Pinson Valley with Bo Nix, currently the Auburn quarterback. His younger brother, Caleb Nix, is the quarterback at Central. And what can I say about the Red Devils of Central? They have been the staple in the community of Phoenix City and a huge fan base. I see highlights on the sports channel here in Columbus where Garrett Harrison Stadium is just completely packed with fans. Go to Walmart over in Phoenix City. They got Red Devils gear everywhere. It's just a great time in Phoenix City. And their closest games. I'm looking at, you know, they beat Enterprise on the road 36 to 27. They beat Auburn on the road 21 to 7. The rematch against Auburn was close, but Central pulled away and won the game 28-17. to A lot of experts, a lot of high school experts are picking Thompson to win this game. They say that Thompson is the better team. But something about Central and that quarterback, Caleb Nix, he's got his favorite target, 
Carmelo English, I think Central could win and get another state title for Phoenix City. Now, I talk about Central a lot, I mean, because I'm the PA announcer for Russell County, which is also in the Phoenix City region. It's right outside of Phoenix City. Phoenix City is actually the seat of Russell County. So I know all the fan base, they love Central, but Russell County right there, they're going to play each other in basketball. So I'm really excited about seeing Russell County taking on Central. Hopefully they'll play each other in football one day. All right, so it is December 1st, and the collective bargaining agreement for Major League Baseball has expired, which means that we could have a work stoppage in baseball, which also means that the Atlanta Braves have not signed Freddie Freeman, and now the drama continues. We did have some major transactions yesterday before the collective bargaining agreement expired, We had Javier Baez getting a big contract with the Detroit Tigers. You had Kevin Gosman getting a big contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. Of course, Corey Seager going to the Texas Rangers. And Max Scherzer going to the Mets. But the Major League Baseball has not had a work stoppage since 1995. So hopefully they get something done. We have spring training. And we can talk about the Braves re-signing Freddie Freeman. It did come down that Marcelo Zuna will have a 20-game suspension for his domestic violence allegations. Do the Atlanta Braves re-sign him? And will the outfield look different for 2022? We know Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to come back. Are they going to re-sign Jock Peterson? They're going to have Eddie Rosario in the lineup. Are they going to have Javier Baez? Maybe the DH rule for 2022 could change some things. But are they going to bring back Marcelo Zuna? The Braves actually have first-class problems because they do have a stacked outfield. I don't think anybody's going to go on the bench, but the Atlanta Braves look like a team that could compete for the World Series again in 2022. So not to overlook the NFL for week four, for and not to look the and not to overlook the NFL for week 13. But the Atlanta Falcons do have a big game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Benz this Sunday. I know all the talk is going to be about the SEC championship game. But yes, we do have a football game to play on Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons are an 11-point underdog. That tells you that the voting, the betting line really trusts Tom Brady in this situation because he's owned the Falcons. Tom Brady has never lost to the Atlanta Falcons. But when was the last time? The Atlanta Falcons have played meaningful football in December. It has been a while. Even that year that Dan Quinn got them hot again, they started 1-7, and seven, so they were completely out of the playoff picture. They are very much alive in the playoff picture, just a game out at 5-6. and six. You have the Washington football team at 5-6. and six. They own the tiebreaker. You got... The Minnesota Vikings at 5-6 and six after losing to the 49ers. They are in consideration for the playoff. You have the New Orleans Saints at 5-6. and six, And Atlanta holds the tiebreaker. So Atlanta is just a game out into the playoffs. And of course the Eagles at 5-7 and seven and the Carolina Panthers at 5-7. and seven. This is a possibility that Atlanta could sneak into the playoffs. This was supposed to be a rebuilding year for head coach Arthur Smith. But the Atlanta Falcons, they have got to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, get the Demons past them, and then they take on the Carolina Panthers the week later. 
which that's a very winnable game. Cam Newton's been benched. I know it's in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is out for the season. We're talking at the minimum. Atlanta could be 6-7 and seven going into that game in San Francisco against the 49ers, which right now the 49ers are 6-5, and five, and they would be the number 6 seed. They take on the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday, and then they take on the Cincinnati Bengals the following week. Those are two very winnable games for the 49ers, which are right now, in my opinion, the hottest team in football. Nobody wants to play the 49ers right now, especially as they have gotten the run game going with Elijah Mitchell. And that defense with Nick Bosa, he's got 11 sacks. He is back, and he is in consideration for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. This week, and just this week alone, I'm doing the show five days a week. Just this week alone, I'm doing the show for five days. There's just a lot to get into, especially with this SEC championship coming up. Tomorrow's show, I will get into more detail about the SEC championship, and I'm going to look back at the 2012 SEC championship and the 2018 national title game. This is starting to become a very special rivalry in the past five years between Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. It's really a Kirby Smart-Nick Saban rivalry, Um, not really a Georgia-Alabama rivalry because they don't really have a history of being rivals because they don't play each other that much. But that could change. When Alabama moves to the SEC East once Texas and Oklahoma comes into the conference, possibly in 2026 or even sooner. All right, before I close this show, I want to talk about Tiger Woods. If you know, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. I love Tiger Woods. He moves the needle in golf. I think him winning the Masters in 2019 is one of the greatest sports stories ever. Basically what he did to come back from that, all his drama and everything. Well, he had a very horrific car accident in February. And I know that I led the show with that. We didn't know if he was ever going to play golf again. There was a chance he could have had his leg amputated. He was fearing for his life. Well, he made a public appearance, and he addressed the media. He wants to play golf again. Not sure if he's going to play competitively. I don't expect Tiger Woods to play in the Masters for 2022. But I am rooting for Tiger Woods to get back into golf and just be out on the golf course once again And even if he's playing in just a meaningless tournament game, he moves the needle. He's definitely going to get massive ratings on the Golf Channel. But one thing I would like to see for golf is if they can get a rising star. I thought they were going to get with Jordan Spieth. I thought they were going to get with Rory McIlroy. But a rising star to overtake what Tiger Woods meant for the sport. And I really, I I need to make sure I see that documentary as well. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that has downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. You know, as I've been doing this podcast, I realize what a blessing it has been. And with the holiday season going on, and I finally put up my Christmas tree, and I finally installed my ring doorbell, so I look at the packages out there just to make sure that nobody steals my packages, because we're going to be getting a lot of packages in from Amazon coming in for the Christmas holiday. I really hope that everybody has a great day, and enjoy 
all the festivities going on during the holidays. I'll be back on the air tomorrow for Thursday's show, so stay tuned for that. And also, everybody have a great day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.